0: The opinions you hear on this show are our own, and those of our guests, and not necessarily those of WSLR, its board, its employees, or volunteers. Today we're going to talk about a screening of A Walk to Respect, a powerful staged reading of an exchange between Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass about overcoming division. It's at uh, 6.20 p.m., a week from this coming Saturday. September 30th at the Unitarian Universalist Church of Sarasota, and through the generosity of the Patterson Foundation, the event is offered free. Uh, the screening will be followed by a live panel discussion, and the, with the playwright and members of the cast and production team, and they are our guests here today: Beth Duda, uh, the playwright; Ben Tollefson, uh the uh, uh, company Manager and Discussion Facilitator, and in a few minutes, uh, Cedric Hammond, Hamid, the Poet Narrator. So uh, Beth, let me just tell you a little bit about Beth. She's the playwright and director before joining the Patterson Foundation uh, as the director of Suncoast campaign for grade-level reading, which is a great job. Beth had more than two de- decades of experience as an actress, playwright, teaching artist, and director, and she uh, developed a, a variety of classes for children and adults as director of education at Florida Studio Theater. Uh, and, 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 and she has written, co-written, and conceived and produced several one-act plays. Her full-length play, Up to Home, was a semifinal selection for the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center. Uh, her directing credits include Blackbird, Playmakers, and multiple editions of Under Six, uh, the competition of winning plays written by elementary school students for Florida Studio Theater. I've seen some of those. Those kids can write some great plays. Um, uh, ben Tolson is the uh, company manager and discussion facilitator. Uh, he joined the Patterson Foundation in 2019 and worked on the play from the from the first in-person performances uh, in February of 2020 to the last, the uh, famous one at the John Kennedy Center uh, of Performing Arts in 2023. Um, Cedric Hamid, is, am I getting that right, Cedric Hamid?
1: You, you said it better than I do.
0: <laughs> the poet narrator plays the part on stage as the poet narrator. He's a fierce arts advocate and believes that local, national, and global change can be accomplished through expression. He won a fellowship with the Nantucket Project in 2017, and uh, which and the, then led workshops at the Yale School of Business. He's a native of Schenectady, New York, and grew accustomed to using words as an escape from his, his harsh realities. He says, quote, Poetry saved my life, literally. I see the world in metaphors and similes. And when you can see in the abstract, you can create. I I can see the world we can all create. What a wonderful expression. So, welcome, guys. Uh, Beth, why don't you start by telling us about the play? It's your play. play. I'd, I'd be happy to. Um, Abraham Lincoln and
2: Frederick Douglass, A Walk to Respect is um, a one-act play that was uh, designed specifically to encourage meaningful conversation with the audience. Huh. So every time that we um, produce and and perform the play, it is followed up with a live discussion with the audience. The... Um, Characters, Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, everything that they say on stage is, are uh, taken from writings and speeches that they actually made. So I, I, as the playwright, did not put any words in their mouth as much as I compiled, uh, you put them together. What, what they have said. Um, and in, in, in looking at that and being able to, to tell the story, I realized that there was a need, um, to have it viscerally come alive for modern-day audiences, and that's uh, when I contacted my friend Cedric Hamid and um, asked him if perhaps uh, this would inspire him to uh, create any poetry that could could serve that function in the play, and um, we we were off to the races, as as they say. So. Uh, the play centers around a friendship that Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass actually had. And it was inspired, um, you know, I I was inspired to do the research of the play from just a a couple of sentences that I read that Mary Todd Lincoln had gifted Frederick Douglass, or uh, gifted to Frederick Douglass Abraham Lincoln's favorite walking stick at the time of his death as a tribute to their friendship. And to be honest with you, um, in the history that I learned in school, I didn't know that the two of them knew each other. I did not know that they had a friendship. I, 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 I didn't know any of that. And I was intrigued to, to do the research and discovered that this friendship was not an easy road for either one of them. Um, They approached the world uh, with different philosophies. Um, Although Abraham Lincoln was uh, against slavery, his thought that slavery would come to its own natural death in maybe a hundred years. Frederick Douglass wanted slavery to be abolished before it even started. And it really put the two of them um, in opposition with each other, and they they spoke about it, they wrote about it. Um, so the first time they met, they they met at the height of their conflict, and the, it's a real tribute to these two men that they were able to forge a friendship while um, you know and entertaining different different philosophies, and certainly a lesson I think we all can use today.
0: So you've imagined a, a, a talk between them. And well,
2: actually, um, Frederick Douglass wrote about a talk that they had. Uh, oh, yep, yeah, Frederick Douglass um, it was an, wrote in his autobiography about the first time he met Abraham Lincoln and and what that conversation uh, was like. So, right from his own words, we we know that it, it was um, a, an unusual conversation. During the conversation, Abraham Lincoln. Asked Frederick Douglass what he thought the biggest problem in the United States was, mm-hmm. and Frederick Douglass's answer was, "You, you are the biggest problem." Whoa, in the United States. So you know, if you imagine today, that kind of language would incite, you know, all kinds of conflict and and yelling and screaming. Instead, Abraham Lincoln leaned into that and and said, "Tell me more." about that so they they were actually able to they were able to discuss um, the problems and not always coming to to a solution that was satisfactory for both of them but throughout their their friendship they were able to discuss hard topics and they were able to listen deeply to each other and um, in some cases come to compromise
0: wow and you're really explaining and deepening that, that historical role that they actually had together. That's amazing. Uh, um, Cedric, tell us about your role. You're you're a poet, right? And your words are part of the production. Tell us more about that.
1: Um, yeah, I'd love to. And, you know, before I get started, Tom, I got to tell you, you know, I recognize a wordsmith when I hear one. You didn't tiptoe around any of those words, my name and where I'm from. And I, I, I don't think I've ever seen you in Schenectady. And I can tell you, I've met 12 people from there that could actually say it right, that never heard about it before. <laughs> You're in rare air, my friend, I have to tell you. <laughs> That's right. Thanks. It's wonderful just to listen to you to tell you the story. But um, getting involved, um, like Beth was saying, um, Beth has been uh, you know, an amazing, uh, not just friend, but like an asset uh, in Florida. Mm-hmm. I moved down to Florida in 2008 from New York, mm-hmm. and I reluctantly was getting into poetry. I started a poetry cafe um, under my wife's inspiration and then when I came down to Florida I met Beth who had been doing all the work that you had talk about um, in schools and I had a chance to work with her a lot closely um, just really trying to see uh, what art and what someone's what someone's expertise could like you know add to community you know so as I watched Beth grow um, in challenging how community can be looked at um, I sort of had a sense already that you know, the type of person that she was, she was trying to create something that was going to be more of a testament um, that would last. And when I saw the two, when she called me to her office, she didn't really tell me what she was calling me in there for. And then she sort of like threw these books in front of me. And I looked at the books and the names on the books and I saw Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. And i like, man, she's thinking of a really far out story to put together. This What else is she going to put in this story? And then when she told me that they actually knew each other, my my mind already started racing like what the conversations could have been like and um much like you said metaphorically i just started thinking about these little fortune cookies they would like give to each other (laughs) information um and beth literally just opened it up to the possibility of contemporary what could the, the same almost like the same vibration that they were they were living at? What could their same vibration be like in in our modern vibration time? Like what would, mm-hmm. what would, what would it be like almost to uh, have a sense of, of, of what that would sound like now? And it's, it's it would be intimidating to try to write from you know their level of, of of just understanding at that time. I mean, to find the words, especially some of the words they use are so they're lost in, in, in modern language. Um, and there's so much emotion into them and there's so much emotion in modern day time that like, there's a reality and a relatability there. So having the chance just to really think about if, if I, if I could truly be vulnerable, um, in my, in my present time, like those men were, uh, what, what would some of the words be, uh, that would attract to, you know, today's situation. And, you know, the biggest one was trying to create. You know, just a personal resolve. So that was that was really the mission that Beth gave me to go on time, and it just gave me a chance, really, to try to just resolve myself um, from a more general standpoint.
0: And you wrote, wrote part or all of the di- uh, part of the docket dialogue, right? As well as Beth, is that?
1: I wrote the poetry for it, so so, I see. The so
0: there's poetry yeah. embedded yeah. in the play. I see. I see. Yes. Did you? Either of you derive some of your inspiration from that very long speech you gave on July 5th, 1862, What to the Slave is the 4th of July. I thought that was an amazing speech. I didn't read all of it, but it's just, you know.
2: It, I, I have to tell you that both Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass were prolific. The yes. um, writings that yes. they had, the speeches that they gave, and many of the speeches that um, they gave were several hours long, yes, if yes. you can imagine. So um as I was compiling the story, a lot of my research was in the pruning. Um, you know, to I, I knew the, the, the kernel of the story that I wanted to tell. And so part of my job was to to prune the extraneous and uh-huh. you know give give us a direct line. Um to their relationship to their story and and to the gift of of the cane um, so uh, many many of of the speeches and certainly the one that you're referring to tom one of uh, frederick douglas's most famous um speeches and one that is is quoted um quite quite a bit uh, you know that was certainly part of of the research the the gentlemen were uh, quite different in their demeanor um, yeah. Abraham Lincoln was known as a raconteur. He he was a storyteller. He used great humor. Um, uh-huh. e- e- even though he was highly educated, he was highly self-educated, as was Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. Both of them lost their mothers at a very young age. But where Abraham Lincoln eased his way into conversations and relationship, Frederick Douglass arrived in great fury. Uh, he he was uh, a fiery speaker. He he knew exactly um, the points that that he was trying to make, and um, seldom did he ease into anything. So uh, the 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 two of them, while very similar in their upbringing, um, both of them lost their mothers at a young age. Both were self educated. Oh. Uh, Abraham Lincoln's father lent him out uh, until he was uh, nineteen to do um, different chores around town, and all of the income that Frederick Douglass or that Abraham Lincoln made went back to his father. Mm-hmm. So Abraham Lincoln had a. a kind of an understanding of, of what that meant to work for someone else. And then of course, Frederick Douglass was enslaved um, until I, I believe his early twenties. So they, they had a lot of similarities, but then also some, some very large uh, differences that they were able to, to overcome. And I think both of them valued the honesty that they saw in the other one and um both sure. of them were able to place country before self, and uh, wow. certainly something that I admire.
0: Whoa, we need more of that today. We'll talk about that, uh, Ben. You're you're the discussion moderator, or, or t- tell us more about your role.
3: Yes, well, <laughs> thanks, Tom. I uh, yeah, very similar to this. Uh, my goal is to just let these two brilliant people and anything I can do to help get their voices out there is really what I do. My my voice is 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 really there to help try to get. I think the work that the show does is so important and the, and then the follow-up discussions is the depth that both uh, both Beth and Cedric have and, and the other actors as well. It's amazing how far they can speak beyond, beyond uh, the actual play and kind of really bring that into people around and I think is really... Impressive. And, and I think a real testament to Beth is the astounding amount of material those two men had that she was able to condense that into an hour and with a clear through line. It's just, I mean, it's amazing. So I just, it's a really powerful piece. I just feel really lucky to be involved with it. And I have a background in theater and and TV, but I, I just, my, this is something that means so much to me. And I, I'm really happy to be a part of it. And I'm happy to do anything I can to help get it out there.
0: Wow. So I imagine you've had quite a few interesting discussions after the production, which you lead, right? What do you find is the common reaction to the play and what are some of the comments?
3: A, a lot of the comments are about I had no idea they were friends, which and that was one of the things that I I came across as well. And and a, a lot of you know uh, when we when we performed it in Sarasota in 2020, right before the pandemic, um, there were a lot of high school kids came, and there were some a couple graduating seniors that were actually very incensed. They weren't taught that in history. They were really angry, and they were like, "Why why aren't we learning this? Like why aren't we learning about this?" this kind of a thing. And I think that was just something and that was in 2020 people feeling like that things were kind of being being pulled out of the education system that things that they should learn from. And, And it was really interesting to see the amount of like passion that these kids had around that. I thought that was really Really fascinating and the other thing is that uh, a lot of people say how can we get this to get more people to see it because it has such a powerful civil discourse message and that just so feels so rare right now that people if you have different ideas it immediately goes to like hating the other person as opposed to listening deeply and hearing each other and i just feel and i feel like this play really brings that home and i think there's a reaction like that too from the audience
0: Oh, right. Uh, it, uh, of course, we need more dialogue today. It's one of the problems we face, people not talking to each other. And these, these men talk to each other and, and heard each other out. Um, there was a question in, in some of your literature. Someone asked, uh, who, who are the Abraham Lincolns of today? Who are the Frederick Douglasses of today? And do we need another Lincoln and Douglas? What, what, y'all have thought about that, of course, a lot more than I have. What do you think? What, what? Um,
2: well, I, I think one of the, the um, things that we need to keep in mind and that um, we certainly have talked about in um, the discussions is that, you know, Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass now are revered. But at the time they were alive and at the time that they were making this huge difference for the history of America and the world, they were just men. A- Abraham Lincoln had the lowest approval rating of any president that we've had, in, including current day presidents. So he and then Frederick Douglass... Um, he was kind of, you know, I joke about it, but he was kind of the Beyonce of his time. He was the most photographed man in the United States, not wow. the most photographed black man, the most photographed man for for a period of time. So, so he had um, a fame to him, and and that both of these men um, believed strongly in. Uh, the United States and what we are capable of when we're able to work together. Um, Abraham Lincoln's primary, um, I guess, desire was to save the Union. Um, You know, he really believed that that, uh, he needed to do whatever he needed to do. And Frederick Douglass's primary uh, concern was to abolish slavery. And while they were both working on those very singular goals, they were able to um, come together and realize that their similarities were greater than their differences. And that by working together, we could come to, um, a greater state of being, and I, I admire the courage that both of them had because they they did not they they were not superstars um, in in their day and time. Frederick Douglass was well known. Um, Abraham Lincoln, like I said, had the lowest approval rating of of any president, and yet. He took stands that he believed in, things that he knew weren't popular, um, that he believed would bring the United States to to a greater state of being.
0: Hmm. Uh, Cedric, uh, you, tell us a little bit more about your portrait. And can you give us a sampling of it, either from the play or from a recent uh, creation? I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you have any you could think of
1: somehow, Tom. I felt that from you when I first saw you that you're going to ask me <laughs> to do that. So <laughs> I'm cycling through what poem I could read to him that I wrote recently that you might like. Um, but yeah, no, from an ask, uh, from I'll, re- I'll definitely share one with you. Thank you for asking. Um, you know, honestly, Tom, uh, writing and again, it was just really. It was really more alignment, the, the synergies uh, between Beth and myself and Ben. Um, Beth is a, uh, Ben is an amazing talent um, as well as the stuff that he does for. Us. So, you know, to have people that are equally amazing have those conversations it's easy to write. But um, I write from a place of of just pure, I guess, love for the journey of humanity. You know, like you know, you get to a point of. Being a part of the journey has to be a part of your life, and then you know, I, looking at this play was really interesting to write about it too, because you know they, these men are so so big, but they also live life too, you know. So and living life, um, mostly what I write from is really just finding that 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 constant bridge of humanity that people get to um, where they arise that they've mastered themselves. So I try to write from a a, a standpoint of self mastery. And you're going to lose me for a second. I'm not going to see me for a second. But I have a poem that I have a bunch of them. But I wrote one recently. Uh, let me find it. It has to do with self-love.
2: So as she's looking <laughs> for the poem, I, I do just want to give the information. We The screening of uh, Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass is going to be at the Unitarian Universalist Church of Sarasota on Saturday, um, September 30th. Uh, it will begin at six uh, twenty, and it will be followed by a live panel discussion with Cedric Ben and myself immediately following. Tickets are free, um, although there you do you do need to uh, reserve your space, and you can you can find uh, that information. I know it's on uh, Facebook um, and uh, also by uh, calling the Unitarian Universalist Church of Sarasota.
0: Right. That's Saturday, a week from now. Uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, sir.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, th- this poem's called The Thought. What is this feeling? It's different. I'm amazing. I'm consistent. The thought of loving myself is persistent, refusing to let go of the pain. I didn't know what I was missing. The thought of loving myself is now an open admission sick with the disease of the fear of becoming me. The thought of loving myself healed my condition, renewing my hope, elevating my position. I jumped from the dark night of my soul without a rope, the fall before the climb. The thought of loving myself is dope. Breaking chains, repairing cycles, emancipated poverty. My self-love freed me from being broke down. Emotionally caved in. I love myself so much I refuse to give in. To break myself apart again. Finding myself as an art again. Walking through the valley of the shadows of death. I found my spark again. Igniting my being from within. Connecting to everything. The thought of loving myself is free.
0: Wow, thanks. That was Cedric Hamid. He's one of the poets and actors in the upcoming production of A Walk to Respect, Beth Duda's play, the staged reading of an imagined exchange between Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, Unitarian Church, Saturday week from now, 620, uh, call up the church to get uh, tickets. Uh Thank you all for being here today. We appreciate it. And I'll, I'll be out there to hear, hear and see the film of this play, and and I hope Beth, you're continuing to write plays just like I'm sure Cedric is continuing to write poetry. So, um, so absolutely,
2: I think um, you know, uh, as we live and experience life, all kinds of uh, creative ideas are are always circulating, and um, you know when. Right when we have the time or the inclination, you're reaching out and capturing one of those ideas and and pursuing it, um, I find very enjoyable and uh, so something that I intend to continue to do.
0: Thanks. Okay. Thanks Beth. Beth Duda, Ben Tollison, and Cedric Cedric Hamid. Uh and and uh talking about their play they're be showing uh, produce, showing next uh, Saturday week. So uh Bye for now. You're listening, by the way, to WSLR 96.5 LPFM in Sarasota. We're on the air and on the web also at WSLR.org.